Vogelsang Pest Management has programs for everyone's budget. Call us at 314-601-1789. Vogelsang Pest Management, serving your family like you're our family. Westplex 107.1, it is BS in the morning. I am B, she is S. And you know what? Another another crazy thing coming down from the government, I don't quite understand. Uh, I just, What's that? Well, it doesn't make any sense to me what's going on. Okay. None of it makes any sense to me, but what are you specifically talking about? Well, the reason, you know, that, that we're on at the time we're on right now. Because of what's going on in the world, Brad? No, 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 no. What the governor did is that uh, for whatever reason, he's put us on Mountain Standard Time. It's uh, What? Mount, yeah, we're on Mountain Standard Time right now. It's, no, uh, he didn't. Yeah, it's 610 Mountain Standard Time. You know, because of the fact that for what for what because somebody took a little nap for whatever whatever reason, uh, I, you know, I mean, the government, I mean, the last night he just changed state of Missouri instead of being in central daylight savings time. We're now in mountain daylight savings time. No, we're on Brad time. <laughs> No. Welcome to Brad World, everybody. We're, we're on Come on mountain, in. The weather's great. No, we're on mountain mountain standard time. No mountain daylight savings time right now. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, six eleven in mountain daylight savings time. Mm-hmm. You don't believe me? Good morning, sunshine. You know, is it time to make the donuts? You know, the crazy thing. Talk talk about time for a minute, okay? Um, I still time is so fleeting. No, I still I still say my my idea about you know there's this goofy thing about Illinois talking about like we're not going to go on daylight savings time or no they're 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 going to stay on daylight savings time year round. So in other words, in other words, there would be like during the like right now we would be in the same time as Illinois if they made this change. But if like when it comes to us to fall back in the fall we would be on a different time than Illinois. So when you cross between, you know, St. Louis and Alton and St. Louis and East St. Louis and St. Louis and, and Columbia, Illinois, you'd go like, okay, we're a different time now. And I say what Missouri should go to is just go to Greenwich Mean Time. And that way we would be ahead of everybody because we are right now minus, I think we're right, what, minus five GMT. GMT is the universal time that everybody uses. That's what military uses. They call it Zulu time. And that is the time it is at zero meridian, which is Greenwich, England. And that's the zero meridian. And we are essentially at the 90th meridian. By the way, little trivia fact that my, my father uh, turned me on to is that the 90th meridian goes right through the campus of SIU Edwardsville. And I don't know if they still call it anymore. They used to have this building called the Religious Center. And the Religious Center was literally built on the 90th meridian. I mean, the half of the building was on one side of the 90th building, or the 90th meridian, and the other side was on the 90th meridian. And if you know what I'm talking about, when you give latitude and longitude, uh, latitude is uh, distance away from the zero meridian, which is 90 degrees. In other words, we're a quarter away around the world. And longitude, excuse me, uh, longitude, yes, and latitude is north and south. So when you give like latitude, longitude, that's what you're doing. You're giving uh, points from that location. So anyway, if we went to GMT, we could say, hey, Missouri, we're first in everything because everybody else is behind us. Because essentially, yeah, but we're also the show me state, New York. So that means that we're probably not on the cutting edge of everything. Wow. Big controversy in Franklin County this morning. <laughs> You're going to just smooth right over that? No, I am. A big controversy because Tim Brinker. Do you know who Tim Brinker is? 
I do not know him personally, but I know of him. He's the county, uh, the head county commission dude. There's three commissioners in yeah, Franklin in County. Franklin County. And there's one who's like the head dude, and then they divide the county in, in the, into half, and then one's guys, one, one district one, district two. Apparently, somebody called in one of the other radio stations and was calling him out because apparently the theater in Franklin County, which is shut down in Washington, they're mm-hmm. trying to, uh, or maybe this is the one in Union, not exactly sure which one. The guy's trying, he bought a 40-foot inflatable screen and was going to give you know movies in the parking lot for free, and supposedly Tim Brinker shut him down. But Tim said he didn't Why do that. Why did he do that? Well, he says he didn't do it. He said it was it was the, it was the local police chief and somebody from the state because it still violates the ten. Per, you know, here's what I don't understand about that. Okay, it's like the church thing, and we talked about that. Okay, yes, there was that church. I can't remember where it was where the 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 preacher went outside and you know set up himself like on a trailer or something like that, and the people were supposed to pull into the parking lot and you know be in their cars. So you figure six foot distancing. If you skip every other parking place, you know, if you're sitting in your car, you probably got most people have, you know, four or five feet of hood in front of you and four or five feet of, you know, tail on your car, rear end of your car. So if you're parking every other space, you know, left or right, everybody's spaced out at six foot distance, right? No problem, right? Well, this was the one. A minimal safe distance. Right. This was the one where the police showed up and they went car to car and gave everybody tickets. You know, you go scratch your head and go like, hold on a minute now. You know, the only guy violating the six-foot rule is the police officer. And think about that. If a police officer, if like, let's say there's a warrant out for your arrest and you're walking down the street and the police recognize there's a warrant out for your arrest, could you say, don't, don't come close to me. You're violating the six-foot rule. Right. I think that that don't, actually don't, is something to be thought of. Don't put those handcuffs on me. I don't want you touching me because you're violating and the six-foot rule. by the way, rule. do you know who I am? <laughs> get you, get you. Well, anyway, going back to this thing with Tim Breaker, supposedly he claims he didn't do this. He claims it was the state that shut him down and the and the, the city shut him down. Now, the interesting thing is we'll talk about this as the morning goes on. The governor of Georgia, he's opening stuff up on Friday. As a matter of fact, it's sort of interesting when he's opening up. I mean, he's essentially opening up uh, the gyms, nail salons, hair salons. I think we can find a whole list. It's pretty interesting what he's talking about doing. And let's see if we can find it. No, I can't find it. We'll talk about it later. But there's a whole thing about what he's doing to to open up the state of 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 Georgia. And, of course, our governor said, no, no, May 2nd, May 3rd, whatever the date is. And St. Louis City, St. Louis County have essentially said indefinite. And St. Charles County, we had Mike Elam on yesterday who has said, excuse me, who essentially said, uh, we're playing it by ear and we're pretty much doing what the governor says, which is May 2nd, May 3rd. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Deaths are way down. Number of infections are down. And I know there are people going to like, well, well, well we, we can't go back to normal because everybody will be sick. Who knows? Man, there's something I read this morning that talked about that they think that 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 so many people have had the the Charlie 19 virus and never had any symptoms. And they're saying that in Los Angeles, there could have been hundreds of thousands of people that have already had it and didn't have any any results, any kind of, you know, physical reaction. Is that weird? Yes. Or what? Did you hear that it was I don't know what state it was or the city? But did you hear that they um, found a group of homeless people 
and they tested and over half of them had the virus, but they didn't have any symptoms. Yeah, well, and there's another group they tested in St. Louis. They had the Larry Rice virus. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> why, why? About what? About Larry Rice. Um, I think that he did a lot of good. I'm telling you, he's a multimillionaire. I know he's a multimillionaire. I never said that he wasn't rich, but he did a lot of good for his for his funds. You know, there's there's two different types of people in the world. There's the broke people that pretend they're rich, and there's the rich people that pretend they're broke. That's the two different kinds of people in the world. There's nobody else in between. You know what I mean? It's like everybody is falls into one of those two categories. Yeah, but he went down and he devoted his life to working with the actual poor that um, they have no home. And a lot of it is mental illness. And I know that. But um, he really did good things. And he wasn't, I'm going to just say his name. He wasn't like Creflo Dollar. Ah, my, I love Creflo. I don't like him. Oh, Creflo's the man. No, he Creflo's is not the, the man. the man. Because, you know, he said that, well, I just won't even go into it. But ever since he said this comment that, if you don't talk in tongues, you're not going to heaven. I've never liked him since. Well, you know, Creflo, I mean, he had the right idea that, you know, you had to have that big corporate jet to fly around. And uh -huh. so he could look out the window and bless people. I mean, you know, I yeah. get that. I mean, him, <laughs> I he get is that. the epitome of ah, I what I don't like about televangelists. I can't believe you're, you're dissing my man Creflo Dollar. <laughs> Dude, man. deal with it because that's just how I feel. I you know what? I've, I've always felt like that. Creflo, kind uh, of, Kind of got... Um, a problem with Joyce Myers as well, but that's a whole other and issue. And you know what? That's his real name, too. I started surprised at that. Creflo. That doesn't surprise me in the least. Creflo Augustus Dollar Jr. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He changed his name. His real name is Michael Smith. <laughs> okay. Once again, there's there's like the exact opposite. Most people, like movie stars, you know, like their name is like, you know, you know, Wenceslas Kaklokoklunk, you know, or something like that, and they become Jim Dolan or something like that as a movie star. Here's a guy whose name is Michael Smith, you know, <laughs> and he changed his name to Creflo Augustus Dollar Jr., uh, born January 28th, 1962, an American evangelist, rap artist, I didn't know that, and founder of the non-denominational World Changers Church International based in uh -huh. College Park, Georgia, suburb of Atlanta. Dollar also heads the Creflo Dollar Ministerial Association, formerly called International Covenant Ministries, Creflo Dollar Ministries, and Arrow Records. Man, this guy gets around. I'm telling you. You know, and here's what he does. He's Dollar's known for his controversial teachings regarding prosperity theology. He is what he this is what you talk about. What do you call it? He's a prosperity church. Okay, yeah, okay. He has long been criticized for living a lavish lifestyle. He owns two Rolls Royces, a private jet, high-end real estate, such as a million-dollar home in Atlanta, a $2.5 million home in Demarest, New Jersey, and a home in Manhattan that he bought for $2.5 million in 2005 and sold for $3.75 million in 2012. Hey, he's a capitalist. He's making money. Dollar has refused to disclose his salary for declining to disclose any financial information to independent audit. Creflo Dollar Ministries receives a grave of 
F for financial transparency by the organization Ministry Watch. Uh, Dollar was among six televangelists who were the subject of a 2007 investigation led by United States Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa as ranking member of the Senate Finance Committee. Grassley asked for financial information to determine whether Dollar made any personal profit from financial donations and requested that Dollar's ministry make the information available by December 6, 2007. The investigation also asked for information from five other televangelists. Benny Hinn, did you know who Mm -hmm. he is? You know who mm-hmm. you know who Benny Hinn is? My yes, I do. Okay, Kenneth Copeland, we all know who he is. Yes. Eddie Long, Joyce who Meyer, is? and Paula White. Dollar con- I don't know I know the I don't know the one before or after Eddie, Joyce Meyer. Eddie Long and Paula White. Dollar contested in the probe, arguing that the proper governmental entity to examine religious groups is the IRS, not the Committee on Finance. Dollar and three others were not cooperative, and the probe concluded in 2012 uh, without any charges. Okay, you know. Let me guess who the ones that didn't cooperate. Joyce Myers. I don't know. I, I Prefro Dollar. I don't know. I know. You know what, though? I mean, come on. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In our industry. This is a sore point with me. It in, really is. Well, in our industry, in broadcasting, I'm telling you. There is so much money made in religious broadcasting. Do you know the number one format in St. Louis? The no, the, the most number of stations in St. Louis. What format it is? Uh, the God Squad. Yeah, religion. More there are more stations on in St. Louis that run a religious format than any other format. Country. Did you know that they got PPE? Who did? The the uh, churches were allowed to file for. Oh, don't even tell me. That'll make me mad. You know. Well, don't be mad, but it's it's a reality. And, and, That's and what by I the heard. way, Governor Cuomo of New York, he's cutting in on my side on my on my side hustle. <laughs> he's cut. You know. You know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> He was on, you know, he gives this, he gives this daily, daily, you know, here's the interesting thing. Trump gives a daily uh, press, uh, you know, and uh, whatever they call it, you know, press party, whatever, you know, you know, daily update. And now CNN, well, we're not even covering anymore. We don't care. But yet they run Governor Como every day. And he's gotten the name of the love gov. Because he gets on there and he's like, Love gov. oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he gets Does on there. He and give like cyber hugs. Well, no, no. He's on there and he's like, and he's and he's go, like, okay, think win win. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. So the other day he declared that you can now get married legally in New York over video. So in other words, you can have like okay. a a Zoom wedding, you know, so where you can, you know, here's the bride over here in one city that or whatever. Actually, would be. One for the record books. Okay, but to be married for 30, 40 years and say, this when we got married, we got married in a pandemic. So when he and de- the whole country was shut down. When he declared that this was legal, he said on television, and he looked right into the camera and he said, you know, because I'm the governor of New York, I can legally marry people in New York. So I'm available. Call me if you need me. And I'm going like, yeah, right. Like, people are going to call up the governor of New York and go, hey, hey, Andrew, you know, can you marry me? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know, right. Like, he's got he's got nothing to do. Sit around. But once again, he's horning in my business, you know? I'm a, I'm a reverend. He is, but yeah, he's promoting it on a grander scale than you are. I have to tell you, I have to tell you, this very station, man, we could play, we could turn this thing God Squad, and we could make some serious dollars on this radio station. And, could, you know, part of it is, you know the the religious stations they're exempt what? from they're exempt from all the FCC what? fees. They don't have to pay any of the FCC fees that we have to pay. Yeah, they don't pay anything. 
You know, I mean, like, oh, and we just got um, a I know that we just got a text from our favorite listener. And he says, those people are going to hell. Who is <laughs> thrust into hell, actually, is who, what he said. Who is <laughs> those evangelists? How do, well, I know how do, well, I don't know who your, your person is, but, you know, who is he to say this? The most wanted man in St. Charles, the most wanted man in St. Charles. Well, no, who, who is he to say? But it doesn't doesn't the Christian reli- does, doesn't have got an. Yeah, but, uh, and in with the, uh, but doesn't, the big man upstairs. But doesn't the Christian religion state that that you and I are not supposed to judge? It's the man upstairs that judges? Uh-huh. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. He can still have his thoughts. <laughs> Cruffalo. I mean, down. I don't judge because that is between you never know what's going in another person's pair of mismatched socks. And... Um, yeah, you just you just don't know what's going on with someone. But so, see, you know, I don't judge because that's not my place. See, you 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 that's I, between them and their master. I I don't I don't uh, come under the classification of your mismatched socks because I've got that problem fixed. That's because all you wear is white socks. That's right. So they can't be mismatched. They're all they're all the same. <laughs> yes, one could be crew. One could be a little nope, um, nope, nope, you know nope, ankle nope. sock. And I the bought other one them. Could be. I bought them years ago. I bought like the the you know the forty eight pack. You know and and that. and you're still wearing them. Oh yeah. Well you know you don't you know I mean they're 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 good they're good athletic socks and you know I've worn some of them. I mean I mean Shelly, I got Brad? socks older than your daughter. Let me put it to you that way, okay? You know, I have socks older than my daughter. <laughs> it's seven twenty-seven. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Selena Gomez and Rare. It is seven thirty-seven. A Tuesday morning, twenty-first of April. Hard to believe it's that day already. Uh, Shelley, you there? I am here. Oh, you are there. Uh, I have the yes, list. I am. This is from Georgia, the governor in Georgia. As of Friday, here are some of the businesses that open on Friday: gyms and fitness centers. Bowling alleys, barber and hair and nail salons, estheticians. I thought that was the same thing. Isn't an esthetician? What is an esthetician? Completely different. What does an esthetician do? They're strictly uh, skin and... Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. 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 They're skin. Now, here's the other one. Body art studios. Is that like a tattoo, tattoo place? parlors. Yeah, that's what I thought. And like piercings yeah. and stuff like that, right? Okay. Now... This is these are just some of the businesses that open on Friday. This is in the state of Georgia. Gyms, fitness centers, bowling alleys, body art studios, barbers, hair salon, nail salons, estheticians, theaters and restaurants can open on April 27th. Bars, nightclubs and music venues will remain closed for now. Now, here's the interesting part of what's going on in Georgia. No local ordinance can restrict the openings, which will be implemented statewide. All businesses that reopen must follow social distancing guidelines and screen employees for illness, the governor said. This is the governor of uh, Governor Kemp of Georgia. Now, there's a very interesting statement right there. No local ordinance can restrict the openings because, you know, there's some, you know, little town in Georgia, like probably Washington, Georgia. going, No, we're not going to go along with that. We, we don't Isn't think that's that right. Isn't that where the devil went? <laughs> The devil went down to Georgia. Yeah, he was looking for a place, a soul to steal, wasn't it? The devil went down to Georgia looking for a soul to steal. Uh, Yes, it was. Right, okay. Uh, So what do you think of that? Do you think he's, uh, I know there are people, and this came out yesterday, there were people that were just like, oh my God, this guy's terrible. He's going to kill everybody in Georgia. What do you think? I don't think that he's going to kill everybody in Georgia. I do think that it's time for us to get back to a normal life, whatever that normal means now. 
And um, I think he's trying to be progressive. You know, I have to be honest with you. Something happened to me last night that was like uh, one of those moments that I thought to myself, you know what? I'm I would probably consider myself to be a resilient kind of guy. I've gone through you crazy, are. crazy stuff in my life, you know, getting hit in my car by a tractor trailer, almost killed. And that I got out of the hospital at three o'clock in the morning. And at nine o'clock that morning, I was teaching a class <laughs> at a yeah. local university. Um, I have to tell you, last night I did something that I said to myself, man, I have lost it. I have lost it. And it was one of those things where I got mad about something and I thought that somebody had not done something for me they were supposed to do. And I fumed for about 15 minutes and then I realized I was totally wrong. And I thought to myself, I have lost it. I'll tell you that next hour. It's sort of a weird story. Only only me could tell this kind of story as like, you know, people will say things like, by the way, <laughs> last break, we we're talking about all the televangelists. Okay. Yes. So. I know you do not like you do not like uh, Joyce Myers, okay? I don't. She completely disappointed my mother, my dying mother. I, uh, I will never forgive her for that. Okay, we won't talk about that. Okay, here's the paragraph from Wikipedia on Joyce Meyer. Conversion and ministry. Meyer also reports that she was praying intensely while driving to work one morning in 1976 when she said she heard God call her name. She had been born again at age nine, but her unhappiness drove her deeper into her faith. She says that she came home later that day from a beauty appointment, quote, full of liquid love and was, quote, drunk with the spirit of God that night while at the local bowling alley. Now, only in St. Louis could that. I mean, when you know, think about it. I mean, OK, let's put the, 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 the components in there. She was driving. Um, she was, uh, pay, uh, you know, she was praying intensely. Um, she came home from a beauty appointment. She got her hair done and she felt that she was full of liquid love. And then she went to the bowling alley that night and she determined she was drunk with the spirit of God. That is what my problem is. I don't go to the beauty, you know, I don't go to a beauty appointment and I don't go bowling anymore. I'm, That's telling, it. I'm telling you, but right now I can't be reborn because you can't go to the, you know, to the beauty appointments. You can't go to the beauty shop and you can't go bowling, right? Yeah, but you can always go on the video uh, stream from Chris Highfield, Grace River Church. Well, he has a bowling alley at this church now? <laughs> I'm like, does he? No, he does not. That's what, see. But that doesn't matter. What does matter is that when you talk to him, he relates to you. He doesn't judge you. He just... Yeah, is but, Chris but but here's the important thing: Can he make? Can he get me full of liquid love? I don't know what that means, but no. I gather it means that she was drunk as a skunk. I, well, she said she was full of liquid love and was drunk with the spirit of God. Uh huh. She was drunk. <laughs> can, can you imagine getting pulled over and the cop says, "You know, have you been drinking?" Yes. Are you? Are yes, you officer. I'm full. Are you inebriated? No, I'm just drunk with the spirit uh, like, of. No, I got God. I got so much liquid love in me, it's just spilling out of me. I'm telling you, that's why I threw up on you, officer. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll come out of your clothes and your You're shoes. Right. All they need is to be buffed. God, I, you know, and 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 you know, I mean. I have to tell you, I mean, there are times when I have really thought to myself, and nothing against Chris Heifel, you know, he's a great guy, but I'm thinking to myself, he is. you know, I'm doing the wrong thing with my life, you know, 
And I'd have people who would say, well, you're not a very religious guy. I go, okay. And the problem with that is, you know, there's like a test. If you, you know, on the religious scale of one to 10, you have to be at least a five, you know. I mean, Chris is not a religious man. He's a man of God, though. And as far as Joyce Meyer goes, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I, I was completely judging her. And, and I don't mean to do that because truly I do believe that the way she is, is between her and God. I met her once. I've met her once as well. Yeah, well, I don't think your your meeting went well, right? Well, this was more of a a situation. Okay, we won't go there. We'll leave it alone. 744. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the Morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. Our website is bsinthemorning.show. Okay, I'm going to do an impression. Tell me who I am, okay? Okay. I had a dream that you were in my dreams. Who am I? I had a dream and you were in my dream. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm going to talk like this person. I'm going to talk like this. Hi, Shelly. How are you doing today? Who am I? Bob Ross. Billie Eilish. I'm Billie Eilish. I don't know that. Every, every song she does like this. Hi, I'm Billie Eilish. I'm going to sing you a song. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Is she an NPR wannabe? No. Uh-huh. She, do you don't know who Billie Eilish is? I do know who Billie Eilish is. I was kidding. No. Okay. I, I have, you know, and it's it's funny. I heard I heard a guy in another station say, if you meet Billie Eilish in person, you can't talk. You have to whisper to her. Hi, Billie. It's great to meet you. Every song, it's the same. It's like... I'm Billie Eilish. That's her trend. That's her vibe. You know, I I have to tell you, pop music, which we play a lot of here, you know, top 40, whatever you want to call what we play, has really gotten into sort of an interesting trend. Do you remember way back in the day, there used to be stuff called bubblegum music? Remember bubblegum? I do. You know, and it was like really... And we play some of those songs. It was like, yeah, but... What I'm saying is, there's one that's come out that I, we just started play the other day. Maybe I'll play it next hour. And it's by this lady, and I'm still not exactly sure how to say her name. It's spelled, but it's all in capital letters, B-E-N-E-E. I think it's Benet or Benny or something like that. Anyway, do you know what, what auto-tune is? I do. Didn't they do auto-tune on Britney Spears? Well, um, auto, auto-tune is this, and actually it's sort of interesting if you know the history of auto-tune. It was developed by a guy, and I think this is the true story. I'll have to look it up again. It was developed by a guy who was a, a geologist who was trying to figure out how to better find oil. And he came with up with some kind of a circuit or something like that that they could put like sound waves into the ground and they could figure out if there were like oil deposits down there or something like that. Anyway, it turned into this thing where if you sing off key like me, I can put this little you know it used to be actually a piece of equipment. Now you can get like a plug in. You can put like into your uh, you know into your uh, digital workstation like we're using Adobe Audition and you know the big one is everybody's using is all the recording studios are using these plugins. And you can take someone's voice that's way off key and you can make it sound like right on key. Now, some you can take it to the extreme and make it sound sort of funky, like uh, the original uh, auto-tune song was uh, The Share, Do You Believe? 
you know, do you believe in love? Or she goes, she doesn't want a line like that where it's like sort of weird. That's what they did to Britney Spears' first song. Well, okay. This new song, and it's called. I'm sorry. We don't want to talk about that. Super Lonely. S-U-P-A-L-O-N-L-O-N-E-L. I'll play it next hour. Why is everybody lonely now? I don't know. She's called Super Lonely. You know, super. And super, super lonely. It's one word. It's super not. Lonely. It's not. It's not two words. It's super lonely. And this lady's from Auckland, New Zealand, and I've got good hearing. I can hear things that other people can't hear because you, it's what you I have do. A gift, yes. It's what my entire life. I listen to stuff all day long, and I in the studio, and we're on the air, and I I can pick up things. I swear, the entire song is auto tuned, and I don't think she can sing. I think it's just one of these things that we're, you know, I can hear in the studio. Okay, yeah, Benny, yeah, just get close to the notes. Don't worry about hitting the notes. We'll we'll fix it up in post-production. Yeah, we'll run you through auto-tune, and nobody will ever know you can't sing. Because the entire song, it has this, there's a digital, how do I put this? There's a digital signature that you can hear with certain plug-ins and things like that. In other words, if you plug a microphone into a piece of equipment and you talk into it with no processing, no, you know, thing, it has a certain sound to it. You know, it has a natural sound to it. But when you start like compressing it and, and, you know, and auto tuning it, it gets to the point where it has like a digital signature to it. Does that make any sense? It does. And I swear the entire song is like, is like, it's like, okay, she can't sing. It's all auto tuned. And it's like to the point where the song is so saccharine sweet. It's to the point where it's like, okay, this is like the 1910 Fruit Gum Company all over again. You know what I mean? And you don't even know what the 1910 Fruit Gum Company is, do you? I do not. Okay, well, good. <laughs> I'm glad you what don't know. It? How about the Archies? You ever heard of the Archies? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's sort of like, you know, like the bubblegum stuff. Like, br- yeah. Da, 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 da. Oh, honey, honey. I mean, it's so like over the top, like, hey, hey, we're cutesy poo, you know, music. Yeah, we put a smile on your face. And it's so sweet that you'll have a sugar hangover in an hour after you listen to our music. You know, that kind of a thing, you know? Anyway, I'll play it next time. You'll be with that liquid courage. Or what did she say? (laughs) Liquid. (laughs) You're going back to that. Yeah. You're going back to Joyce Meyer. Hey, man, I hold a grudge. Let me pull it up again. Here, here. Here's the quote. Especially when it's about my mom. Okay, here, I'll read the whole paragraph again. And I'm not making fun of her. I just thought this was an interesting paragraph. Meyer also reports, this is Joyce Meyer. Meyer also reports that she was praying intensely while driving to work one morning in 1976 when she said she heard God call her name. She had been born again at age nine, but her unhappiness drove her deeper into her faith. She says that she came home later that day from a beauty appointment, quote, full of liquid love, unquote, and was, quote, drunk with the spirit of God, unquote, that night while at the local bowling alley. Man, I'm telling you, that's my problem. That's my problem. You know, first off, I don't drive to work because, you know, <laughs> you know, because we don't, you know, that's the crazy all thing about it. All your cars are broken. <laughs> yeah, my cars are all broke. You're right. <laughs> my one, you know, my, my one car, my one car, it's got okay, a, it's not funny, but it's, it's got a, little funny. it's got a special transmission in it. That no matter what gear you put it in, it does the same thing. Nothing. nothing. It just, it just sits there and the engine revs. You can put it in reverse and it does nothing. You can put it in drive, low two, low one, and it does nothing. Matter of fact, all all the gears are just like park and neutral. Yeah, that's one of my cars. And then the other one is crunched. Uh, by the way, I think I'm going to sell that one. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, it's really? time. Yeah, I think it's it's time. It's come. Uh, it's uh, 8 o'clock. 
Westplex 107.1, yes. What we're doing right now is Dr. It's the DJ Radiation's on the radio right now. I am DJ Radiation, and I'm emitting that electricity through the airwaves to you to put you in the proper frame of mind. What do you think? Last time, last I didn't have you on for a minute. Last time I didn't have your electricity on. Last time I did that on the air, I actually had a I actually had a call from someone saying, "Are you okay? Are you are you losing it?" Yes, I'm losing it. Okay, here's the song I'm talking about. I'm going to play this, and I don't know how you pronounce this lady's name, Benny B E N E E, Benet Beanie. I don't know. Okay, this is the one. This is a new song, and we started playing it, and I want you to listen to it. And I want you to give me your opinion, okay? It's called Super Lonely. S-U-P-A-L-O-N-E-L-Y. Super Lonely. You ready? I'm ready. Westplex 107.1. Okay, Shelly. What do you think? I actually think I like that song. Super Lonely. But do you hear what I'm saying about it? It sounds like the whole, the whole, her whole vocal track's been auto-tuned. You, hear, you can hear it in some of the things. It sounds like doesn't sound quite right. Sounds like sort of spaceman kind of stuff. You, you have that um but it's a gift. It's no, like it's a curse. the person that can smell everything. I can't smell everything. But I have a diminished but sense of smell. But you can hear everything. That's what you do. Well, but And that's a gift not everybody has that. But I personally do not. Don't you think it's sort of like it's sort of over the top sugary sweet kind of song? La, la, no, la, la. I thought it was. La, la, la. It, had a, it had a lovely beat. Lonely. I tried to listen to the music. It's the lyrics itself, and they weren't bad. But I liked the beat. It made me feel good. It made me tap my toes. That's what we want. Did you hear my edits? No. <laughs> she she drops the f bomb about eight times. <gasps> she does not. Yeah, I swear to God. Listen to here. Go online. The very here. Hold on. Okay. Here. Let me here. I'll play the very beginning. Okay. Ready. Here we go. I'll just play the beginning. And the first thing out of her mouth. Ready? Here we go. Oh, come on. Come on. It's not going to work. Where is it? Nah. Oh, hold on a minute. My computer. Oh, I had to re. Okay. I had to re re rack. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Coming up in four seconds from right now. Did you hear it? <laughs> I did. I really did. Now that you pointed it out, there's I did. my there's my first edit. Yes, her 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 second word is the f bomb. So head and she and then she says no it. Wonder I like. And her. then she says it a bunch more times in the song. And then she also b bombs the song. And then the guy, you know, the guy who comes in at the end of the song. Guess what his name is? He has the coolest name. Chuck? No, his name is Gus Dapperton. And of I'm thinking, it is. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, right. That's his real name, Gus Dapperton. Dapperton. Who names their kid Gus Dapperton? D a p p e r. Let me see if he's on Wikipedia. It, you know, and and once again, you know, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but I won't say it. I know I'll get in trouble for saying it. Uh, oh. Well, then don't say it. Oh yeah, here's his real name is. I love these things. Brendan Patrick Rice. Better known by his stage name as Gus Dap- Gapperton. Here, hold on, let me bring this up. Uh, is uh, and here I'm looking at him, and he's he's uh, wearing uh, pink clothes, and he has blue hair. So, <laughs> like, he's not a member of the He Man Woman Haters Club. Let's put it that way. No, he's uh, he's um, trending. Yeah, born in uh, born in Warwick, New York. 
better known by his stage name as Gus Dapperton, is an American singer and songwriter. So, Does he have colored hair, did you say? Yeah, he has blue hair. Well, in this, there's a picture of him. Do He's you on... know that you can't use, you know how people dye their hair those funny colors? Right. If you use Kool-Aid... It will never come out. That's not It'll, true. Your hair will it's just have to grow. Up and you have to end up cutting it because that way, because that way, if people want to call, you know, rather than going to the to the store and buy like you know hair color for like fifteen or twenty bucks, you just go buy the Kool Aid thing and stick it in your hair, right? <laughs> That's true. Hey, if, if, That's what people are doing. Well, so in other words, you're telling me if I go to the store and if I want to change my hair to brown, I just go buy the 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 the, the Kool Aid. No brown Kool Aid. Yeah, the root beer Kool Aid. I just go buy the root beer Kool Aid and I just mix it up and put it in my hair and I have brown hair for the rest of my life. They have root beer Kool Aid. Oh man, have you never had, never had root beer Kool Aid before? I've never had root oh, beer Kool Aid. It's the best. Joyce Meyer serves it as her at her church. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm gonna get myself in trouble for that. Oh look, eight fourteen. <laughs> no, hold it. Here, here it's Gus Dapperton. Dapperton's received some attention for his unique fashion style, consisting at some points of a green bowl cut, noticeable jewelry, eyeliner, particularly bright colored clothing, and thick rim glasses. Once again. I don't get this thick rimmed glasses deal. I told you there's that one lady that I've seen who's a doctor, an MD, and she looks like she's, you know, very exotic looking. She looks like Asian or something like that, or part Asian and part, you know, Iranian or something like that. You know, deep complected black hair. And she's got these goofy, stupid glasses on that make her look like, you know, I mean, you know, even guys that work in factories don't wear ugly safety glasses like that anymore. You know what I mean? Safety glasses have gotten cool looking. If you work in factories, you know, they're the wraparound kind of glasses. I mean, why do women wear those goofy, stupid looking glasses? I don't get it. I mean, as a guy, me, as a guy who started wearing glasses when he was five and was stuck wearing glasses, you know, most of my life and hated every moment of it, it's to the point where, why did I, why do you think I volunteered to have screwed up, <laughs> screwed up LASIK, which made me blind in one eye because at least I don't have to wear glasses anymore. You know, why would people want to wear, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. But I, I it, well, I do get it because... I'm actually contemplating getting glasses. What? I know I need them, but um, well, you need I've to look, always needed them to drive, you need but the, you, I've never really need, worn them. You need the Gus Dapperton look. That's what you need. Dude, <laughs> I have glasses from the 80s. They are huge. They're back they in style, half right? my face, yeah, I'm and I'm going to get them prescriptionized. Oh, they're, they're back in style, right? They are back in style. <laughs> okay. And I literally, they're from the 80s. Okay, so, okay, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to get in trouble for saying it, but why don't we have hunky guys anymore why aren't why are all the guys looking like gus dapperton where it says his his received unique fashion style consisting of some points of a green bowl cut noticeable jewelry eyeliner particularly brightly colored clothing and thick room glasses okay what happened to to like the guys you see in the construction sites you know because it used to be there used to be calendars like that you know for women they'd have calendars of like remember they used to remember the firefighter calendars which were were real big for a while you know what i'm I talking do. about and you know all the beefy looking you know the beefcake guys with the big old bulging biceps and you know hey, i'm a firefighter you don't uh. see those anymore it's like it's like all gus dapperton it's like Okay, let's how how can we color our hair and how can we wear you know brightly colored you know get a bowl cut and stuff like that? Oh God, I don't get it. You know, 
The real men. You just don't get it, dude. The real men are out there working construction. The real men are up there in a bucket truck, you know, hooking up your electricity or, or you know, driving that, that cat D9. You know, those are the real men. Or like, or like the, the, you know, the Caleb Hunters of the world, you know, like, you know, driving his truck around, you know, getting out with tools and fixing things and putting electric meters on the side of your house and putting new boxes in your basement with circuit breakers in it. Those are the real men, don't you think? You just go with that. <laughs> get myself in trouble for that. Okay. Yes. N- next break, I was behind someone. Well, I'll tell my, I mean, I did a double drive through yesterday. Lunch was at a drive through dinner was at a drive through and that was where I had my breakdown with my, my dinner last night. Uh, but I was behind a lady in a car. I love personalized license plates. I was behind hers, and I put this on my Facebook page, and I think I know what she was saying with her Missouri personalized license plate, but we'll... I'll talk about it next break, and we'll let Shelly... Are we going to talk about the aha moment that you had? Yeah, that was at a drive-thru. You know, I had two aha moment movements. Yesterday for lunch, I had an aha moment in a drive-thru when I thought to myself, oh, I know what her license plate means. And then I had the one last night. So we'll talk about that. 818. Okay. Westplex 107.1. If I turn the right microphone, I might work. It is BS in the morning. See, that's another one of those bouncy songs. It's like the new kind of trend in pop music. See, it's like Lady Gaga, you know, and then it's like... Uh, Benny, or whatever her name is here. Hold on a minute. Let's play this one I again. I think it's probably Benet. Benet? B-E-N-E-E? Yeah. You know what her real name is? Carla? Stella. Oh, my God. People call me Stella. That's a real first name. Stella. People can't remember Shelly, so they call me Stella. Stella, Stella Rose Stella Rose Bennett. Okay, so change subject. I'm in a drive-thru yesterday for lunch. You know, I live my life in drive-thrus. By the way. We got to talk about tomorrow. We'll talk about the governor of South Carolina, Henry McMaster. This guy is a rock star, man. He looks like he's 80 years old, wears a mullet. Good for him. Maybe he just <laughs> they couldn't find any hair, hair places that were open to get a haircut because he closed them all down in his state. But anyway, okay. So I'm in a drive through yesterday. I'll try to stay on track. Trust me. I'll, I'll try real hard. I'm in a drive through yesterday, and I love personalized license plates. And... I personally have had um, breast cancer awareness plates. And I think you, I, I showed them to you once. I used to have them yeah, on one of my cars. I used to have breast cancer awareness plates right. as well. And I paid the extra money and it went to, uh, you know, breast yeah. cancer uh, research and stuff like that. And uh, actually, I actually had a guy come up to me and say one time driving this car, is that your wife's car, dude? I go, no. And he said to me, I swear to God, he says, real men don't drive cars with bre- breast cancer awareness plates. And I looked at him and I said, real men do because we appreciate women and we try to help them out wherever we can and the guy got mad at me honest to god true story okay so i'm in a drive through yesterday he didn't clock you yeah, it punched me out yeah well real men get punched in the face boom. like you boom yeah. <laughs> let me show you a real man <laughs> right yeah here here let me show you my real fist boom <laughs> okay so i'm in a drive through and i'm behind a car um and it's got breast cancer awareness plates and write this down okay Okay. The license plate number is the number four, D-A-T-T-S. So this is Missouri, uh, personalized license plate, breast cancer awareness, got the pink on the bottom, got the little, you know, the, the folded uh, ribbon on the side, four, D-A, and the, the number four, four, D-A-T-T-S. I think I know what it says. What do you think? Um... 
No, that's not what I thought. It's on a breast cancer awareness plate. Think about it for a uh-huh. minute. Think about it for a minute. It's, it's kind of like save the tatas, but <laughs> yeah, for the tatas. I think that's what it is. Isn't that, isn't that what it is? Four D A T T S. Four de tatas. Four de tatas. Oh, yeah. Isn't that what it is? I'm think, I think I think you're right. I'm thinking to myself now. Now hold on a minute now, because when you apply for a license plate in the state of Missouri, personalized plate, now you have to write down what why you're requesting that. In other words, you have to give an explanation so they you don't try to sneak one past them. You know what I mean? Like like you know yeah. like like you put something on there that whoa we didn't know that's what you meant. You know that kind yeah. of a thing. You know just like the problem I had with and by the way. I'm so upset. You know what one of the problems with with the shutdown of the government is right now? What? My crap license plates are in the DOR office in Jefferson City, and I can't can't get I can't get them because they're closed. I can't go down to Jefferson City and get my KRAP license plates. I told the story that our AM station, our counterpart, we're on right now. The call letters of it are legitimately KRAP, and when I applied for that, I put this down on the explanation, and I had three phone calls from Jefferson City. Okay, explain to us, you want crap? Yes, I do. Well, and then the one guy called me and he says, well, we could issue that if it was an amateur radio plate. I go, no, this is not amateur, this is professional. And he kept saying, what do you mean it's professional? I go, well, this is a radio station. He goes, well, the FCC wouldn't, I swear to God, this is what that guy said, the FCC wouldn't issue those call letters. I go, ah, but they did, and I have them. So at one point in time, I actually had to send him a copy of my FCC license. And then one time when I got them renewed, they gave me grief on renewing, and I took a picture of the truck, which has got KRAP all over it, you know, matter of fact, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sent it down there. So anyway, how did she get this far to tatas? How did she get that passed? They let that one slide? Because it could have just been four dots. Yeah. Four dots. Yeah, but if she, if she honestly, if that's what she was intending, she had to say that, right? Right? I don't know the answer to that question. She could have had them for years. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I thought they were cool. You know, I'm thinking to myself, I, I like personalized license plates. Missouri, here's where Missouri's screwing up. If Missouri wants more tax revenue, they should say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Personalized license plates or whatever they are, it's like 15 bucks plus you have to pay, like if it's like breast cancer, I think those are $35, which goes to the breast cancer people. Um, they should say, we're going to open up seven-digit plates, and those are $100. Eight-digit plates are $1,000. I've not seen, I've never seen a eight-digit plate. I have seen seven. Yeah, Illinois has seven. A lot of states have seven, but eight. But see, what they're doing is, like with the personalized plates, if you look at the, if you look at, like, the, the letters on, if you compare a personalized plate to a regular plate, the letters are smaller. So they can squeeze a heck of a lot more on there with personalized plates. With just regular plates, they can only get six numbers on there because you got to stick the little tab in the middle. But on the personalized plates, the tab goes on the corner. You know, so you don't have to worry about spacing and stuff like that. And see, for example, on her plate, with that personalized plate, she's got the breast cancer awareness ribbon over on the left side, and they still got six digits on there, and they could probably squeeze a seventh in there. No, they, they won't do that. Mm-mm. I know they won't. They it, won't do that on any personalized plate that has a emblem. Well, that's why they did it, because they made the letter smaller, because they could stick the emblem on the left side. 
That's how oh. you get, that's how you get six six digits plus the emblem on the left side. They made the letters smaller, but all of them are smaller. It didn't used to be that way when they first started doing the current uh, personalized license plates. They were and see that's the other difference. See, I'm a real nerd on this. The regular yes, you are, the regular license nerd. plates. The regular license plates have the numbers embossed, but on the personalized plates they don't. They're just painted on there. That is true. Yeah. So so that's one of the things. So so you know. And and did you know that if you take your license plate off your car and you hold it up to the to the light, you can see M O in little tiny uh, little engravings, uh, you know, like little tiny laser holes in the in the license plate. That's a big fat lie. No, it's true. Take your license no, plate off. No, that one's not true because I've tried that. Hold it up to the sun and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? And do you know? Do you know if you take personalized license plates off your car? And if you drive at a 70 mile an hour uh, speed down Interstate 70, uh, uh-huh. you know, and you turn it a certain way, it's it sings God Bless yeah. America. <laughs> oh, look, it's 830. Westplex 107.1. Yes, it is BS in the morning. Positive waves emanating from your radio, emanating from your Alexa smart speaker, which sounds better right now because Shelly went and tweaked it. <laughs> Eight thirty-eight. It is. It is a Tuesday morning. Okay, so you know we're all going through stress, right? Some of us more than yes, others. We are. Okay. Last night I had this come to you know who meeting when it's sort of like Joyce Myers talking about how she drove home from work one day and she felt that liquid love in her body, and I realized that I'd lost it last night. I went to eat went out you know mr i'm mr drive-thru now i always was mr drive-thru but now that's my only choice you can't go in and sit down anymore um and i went to the chicken place you know what i'm talking about not kfc yeah i do not you know what i'm talking no. about you know they, i do the they, one that, that that's the only thing they serve yeah well that's kfc and that's Canes as well too, but this yeah. is the this is the uh, you know the one with Are the other chicken places not open on Sunday. Yeah, this is a this is a, I, a matter of fact. I've I've had real terrible service at this place on Sunday. I sat in the drive through forever and they never waited on me. It's just uh-huh. to the point where it's like it's like God, this service sucks, and I just pulled out and left and went somewhere else. Okay, one star for you. Right. So I don't normally go there because I think it's overpriced, and I got three. Well, you know, three chicken fingers and French fries and a soda, and with tax was like eight thirty-one. And I thought to myself, I could have driven through McDonald's and had eight hamburgers, or eight McChickens, or four hamburgers and four McChickens, and spent the same amount of money. So when they ask you at the, you know, because they're they're they they I don't know where they get these people from. I think they're aliens, you know, like you know this place and Culver's, which like has like the all American kids. Hi, we're so glad you're here. What can I help you with? It's like normally you go to like Burger King. Yeah, what you want, you know that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, I do know. <laughs> so I drive through the chicken place, and the lady asks. You know, they ask at the little speaker. They say, "Would you like any condiments with that?" And I said, "Yes, I'd like salt and pepper and barbecue sauce." Okay, so I pull up. You know, nice young lady. She hands me my drink, and I put it down in my little cup holder in my truck, and I didn't realize it, but. She handed me another bag, okay? And this is key to the story. And I'm like, I don't know where I was. I was zoned out. I mean, I'm in an outer space or something like that. And then a couple minutes goes by. Well, not a couple minutes, like maybe a minute. And they gave me my bag with my chicken strips in it and my, my cross-cut 
waffle cut french fries, okay? So I'm in a place where, you know, I'm sitting in my truck eating. So I go across the street, and there's a parking lot, a store that's closed because everybody's shut down. And I said, okay, I'll eat my dinner here. So I open up my bag, and there's my waffle cut french fries, and there's my box of, you know, chicken strips, and there's no salt and pepper and no barbecue sauce. And I'm going like, I asked her for that, and I didn't get it. And I'm sitting there thinking I'm mad. I'm going like, well, am I going to go back through the drive-thru? Because you can't go in. And I look across the street, and, you know, like there's cars out the wazoo. I go, no, I'll just eat my chicken with no barbecue sauce and no salt and pepper. So I sit there, and I'm eating, and I'm, like, not happy. I'm like, you know, this is this sucks. I ordered barbecue sauce and salt and pepper, and I didn't get it. And I'm eating my chicken with no barbecue sauce, and it's $8, and I could have had eight hamburgers at McDonald's, and the chicken's okay, you know, but, you know, nothing great. And the waffle french fries weren't, you know, they were okay, nothing great. So I'm picking up my trash off the front seat as I'm getting ready to leave, and I'm still ticked off. I see another bag on the front seat of the car, and guess what's in the other bag? That would be your condiments and uh, your salt and pepper. <laughs> my salt and pepper, my barbecue sauce. And I thought to myself, I have officially lost it because that lady handed me my drink in that little bag before I got my big bag with my chicken and my french fries. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I put it in my hand. I held it in my hand. Drink in left hand. You know, little bag with condiments in right hand. I put the drink in the you know, in the in the in the cup holder in the console of my like truck. Is that like the lime and the coconut? And I put the the bag with the salt and pepper and barbecue sauce on the seat next to me, and I never remember doing it. And it wasn't until I'm like I said, I'm sitting there and I'm like ticked the entire time. And halfway, I eat one of the chicken strips. I'm going like, man, it would sure taste better with barbecue sauce. And I'm, I'm going to go get back in line. I go, no, there's 42 cars in line. I'm not going. God, how bad well, is that? All, dis- all uh, due respect. Yeah. It's not like you don't have the weight of the world on your no, shoulders. No, but Brad. it's like it's like I mean, like you know, I'm going like man, I'm. I'm it only it. takes. I'm losing it. A little lo- something that has nothing to do with the things that you're going through to set you off. No, wait. It's one of those things where it's like it's like I mean, how stupid am I beginning? You know what I mean? I mean, like, and and like it ruined my. First off, I I was I was mad at her, you know. And I'll admit, nine one thousand percent my fault. I'm sitting there in the parking lot eating my chicken with no barbecue. Going, like, why did you give me my stuff? And then I realize I'm the stupid jerk. I screwed up. I, you know, and I and you know once again it was like a life lesson. I'm going like, okay. First off, you know, why do you get mad at people? You shouldn't, you know, I mean, even if people screw up, you know, it's like, eh, you know, if that's the worst thing that happens to me all day, you know, I didn't get hit by a tractor trailer. I didn't get shot. You know, I didn't get hit by a lightning bolt. You know, I didn't have a heart attack. I didn't find out I had cancer. You know what I mean? I mean, like, hey, life's good. You know, I didn't get my barbecue sauce and, and, and uh, you know, and salt and pepper at the drive-thru. Eh, life's great. You know, what more could there be? You know, it's great. And it made me sort of think, you know what? I, you know, it's, and, and you know what, though? Can you imagine? And I'm not saying that would have been me, but, 
But there are people who would have like walked up to the window. Hey, you didn't give me my barbecue sauce and, and my bam, salt and pepper. Bam, bam on the right. door. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, let me in. You uh-huh. didn't give me barbecue. And they and then they say, but sir, we gave you that little bag. Matter of fact, it's right there in the front seat of your truck. Oh well, uh, uh, you must have just thrown that there. <laughs> you know, there you yeah, know. there's yeah. those there's go, those well, kind of guys. I think that you should not should on yourself. And like I should have, would have, could have, yeah, you know, I, I think that, and I think that you need to be, um, give yourself some grace. Okay. Brad, I don't, I don't, I, there you, are people that are losing their stuffings and, um, quite frankly, I am. Well, so, well, it's, you know, it's, it's just one of those weird things where, it is. you know, and, and you know what, and I, every day. It gets more because I talk about here in the air and I've had people comment and they'll go like, what are you doing out driving around? What are you, why are you doing that? Why are you, why are you outside? Why are you exposing yourself? How, how do you know you're not, you know, you don't have, you know, the Charlie 19 virus and you're, you know, I'm going, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I think quite honestly, I think when this whole thing's over, I think they already had this thing in LA where they said there's like, I think a hundred thousand people have, you know, have, they estimate that there are a hundred thousand people that have had it in LA and never knew it. You know, because, you know, I mean, that's just like sort of basic, you know, medical kind of stuff. There are people that get certain, you know, viruses and diseases and stuff like that. And, you know, communicable kind of stuff. And they never know it. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, like it's like every year, you know, and and this whole crazy thing uh, that, you know, that we're talking about, like the, the, the herd immunity. That's part of that. That's part of that, that. As you know, as we are exposing each other to it, that we start to get the creepy crud, and it doesn't. You know, you know, and and it's interesting. I heard somebody yesterday. I heard a doctor go through this whole thing. Talked about, you know, you know, the vulnerable people are are are, are people, and you're going to like this. Smokers, he said that. I'm not a smoker anymore. Well, you vape or whatever the heck that weird stuff is. He said that those people. I will say that. Oh, I won't say that. Well, but they, they, he said that there are predispositions. To getting um, the Charlie 19 and other ones as well, too, that, um, you know, that uh, uh, you, you know, that smokers, they went through the whole list, people who are over the age of 60, uh, people who already have a compromised immune system and um, people who already have other life-threatening diseases. We talked about this the other day, that when they, that yes. one press conference, they asked Dr. Burks, you know, if someone comes into the hospital and they're having a heart attack, but yet they, you know, uh, you know, they give them the test and they find out they have the Charlie 19 and they die, what did they die of? And she said, the Charlie 19. And, you know, the question was like, okay, but they were having a heart attack. Yeah, but it doesn't make any difference. They got, they died of the virus. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that really doesn't make sense. That's like saying if you're out on the highway, you know, and you, and you, you, you know, you're changing your tire and somebody, a tractor trailer comes by and, 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 you know, crushes you, you know, while you're changing your tire that someone say, yeah, well, he died changing, you know, he died changing his tire. Yeah, he was changing his tire, but he got hit by a tractor trailer. You know what I mean? It's to the point where he didn't die by changing his tire. He got he died by the fact that the tractor trailer ran over him. You know what I'm saying? Is that is that weird or is that what? Does that make sense? Am I just? It makes absolute sense. You know, I mean, uh, whatever. Okay, hey, time for a break. Um, okay. Time to hear from Tim Brinker. It's eight forty-eight. Westplex one hundred seven point one and Aaron Burr. Yes, and no relation to Raymond Burr. 
Actually, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Ironside. <laughs> no, actually, that's Leslie Odom Jr., who played Aaron Burr on Broadway, the original Aaron Burr uh, in the Hamilton, which Shelley had never heard of before. And, I never have. <laughs> and and uh, it got me to read the Aaron Burr story. Okay, and I I read history of Aaron Burr, and all I can tell you is that if you think we have some character politicians now, if you think we have like Trump, who's everybody thinks is insane and nuts and crazy, Trump is like a choir boy compared to some of these founding fathers. Aaron Burr is like crazy man. If you read his biography, if you get a chance sometime, read the biography. It's off the charts. Matter of fact, he killed Alexander Hamilton in a duel. They, he, he killed him, shot him, dead. Really? Yeah, that's that's you know, and, and and I mean, there's a whole story behind it, and he was tried for treason several times, and, and then he was married, and he was divorced, and supposedly he adopted all these kids, and then he went to England and fathered a bunch of other kids out of wedlock with all these women. I'm going like, dude, whoa, who is this guy? I mean, he makes the rappers seem like you know, like church mice. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I do. Like this is one of our founding fathers. It's like, remember, it was about a month or so ago when we talked about Charles Lindbergh and all the crazy antics that Charles Lindbergh was involved in his life. You know, before, Absolutely. before World War II, Charles Lindbergh was in favor of Hitler. You know, he came out and said, yeah, well, I like Germany. I like Hitler. You know, and then he got stripped of his he was he was actually in the in the in the Army Air Corps and and President Roosevelt took his commission away from him, kicked him out of the Army Air Corps. And, you know, and and then after World War Two, you know, he did all sorts of stuff. And then supposedly in his 60s, he was taking all these trips to Europe. Why was he taking trips? Because he had all these ladies over there that he was, uh, shall we say, getting personal with them. And they had all these these kids of his that nobody ever knew about. It's like, mm-hmm. that's Charles Lindbergh. You know, once again, to the point where, like, you know, like all these schools around the country going like, well, oh, we're, we're, our school's a Robert E. Lee school. We're going to change our name because Robert E. Lee was a Confederate general. You know what I mean? Okay. Hey, how about Lindbergh School District? Guess who that's named after? Charles Lindbergh. You know? I mean, think about that for a minute. You know? Change the name of that school district. Lindbergh, the road here in St. Louis. Guess who that's named after? Charles Lindbergh. The dude who went over the Europe when he was in his 60s and had, you know, all these affairs with women and had all these kids that nobody knew about. Yes. That's the guy who. That's not for us to judge, though. Him. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's between but, him and his. But but it's okay that we tear down a Confederate, uh, you know, a memorial in Forest Park and tear them down all over the country, and we change the name of Robert E. Lee schools to you know whatever. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I, I got to be honest that I I didn't agree with that. Well, at all. here's the thing: that bothers me. I've talked about this before. And I get easily bothered. But what bothers me about this, all the goofy buildings they name after politicians, okay? Don't name them after politicians. Name them after men and women who have given their lives in service for our country. You know, the the you know, the fighters, you know, the infantry infantry guys, the guys who've got killed in Iraq and in Afghanistan and, and Vietnam. I mean, that's the places. Now, the one thing that I like about this, they're starting to do that. Well, they're starting. They've been doing it for a while. They've got the memorials on the highways, and you know, some of the post offices have been named after uh, you know, after some of our fallen hero heroes as well, too. Mm-hmm. Don't they name, have don't name it the Thomas Eagleton building. Name it the, you know, whoever was, you know, 
was was a hero in in this war and you know and and once again give the recognition to the little guys not the stupid politicians that you know that that you know that you know that we you know that raised gazillion dollars can you imagine the nancy pelosi building no, thank you. Or, or, I don't think there's or, a lot of people or, that could imagine or, that. Or even the, the Matt Blunt building, you know? Okay, no thanks. Don't need a Matt Blunt building. And Trump already has buildings. <laughs> yeah. Building, but, building, building, yeah, building, yeah, building. See, he paid to have his name on those buildings because he bought them. Yeah, so he did. that's different. Okay, last break. And then, well, I tell you what, let's just call it quits right now. We're done. This is going to do for us. We'll be back tomorrow. Shelly will be here to say more uh, stupid things. And no, actually, I got that bad. Shelly will say the intelligent things. Brad will talk about how he didn't realize he had his, his barbecue sauce and salt and pepper. And he's mad at the lady at the chicken place for always sitting in the parking lot across the street. You know, like, you know, she didn't give me my barbecue sauce and my salt and pepper. And it was sitting right next to him on the seat of his car. Take a break, Brad. Give yourself some grace. Nine o'clock.